are listening to More Than a Season podcast with Ashley and Brittany. Join us as we walk through what life is like supporting someone within the sports industry. Real, authentic, behind-the-scenes look at what the support system experiences but no one discusses. Grab a drink, sit back, and listen because we are about to get real. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Stop listening. Press pause. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the ratings and reviews. Select five stars and give us a review. And if you're on Spotify, click our podcast page and click follow and download to listen to all of our episodes. Thanks so much. Enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Hey, welcome back. We are so excited to have everyone here on More Than a Season podcast. We are so excited to have Aaron on. Hi, I'm Aaron Devan, and I'm married to Kyle Devan, and he's currently the O-line coach at the University of Arizona, which is now referred to as hashtag UArizona. And we've been married seven years. I'm actually from Canada. And we met in Philadelphia. He played in the NFL five years. We've moved six times, I think, in our seven years. We have two children. My daughter just turned four. And then I have a son who just turned six. And we met when I was actually, because I moved to Philadelphia to be a massage therapist. And I used to work with all the athletes. And I actually met him. That's why I met him. It sounds so scandalous, but it's actually not. (laughs) So you came from Canada to be a massage therapist in the U.S. How did that come about? I had a friend who worked for the Flyers after I finished my massage school and my board exams. I have a degree in kinesiology as well. So I went to visit her and I said, do you think they want an intern? And they did. So I worked for the Phantoms, like the farm team for about a year. And then when I left that internship, I was contacted by some of the players like, hey, do you want to take me on as a client? I was like, sure. And then I worked also at a physical therapy office. I was in Philly six years, I think. And it was awesome. And I miss Philadelphia. I think that's so funny because I'm just thinking of the climate changes that you're in right now. (laughs) Like the differences that he's lived in. Oh, with Arizona too. I had family come visit from Canada at Christmas and they thought it was going to be like 85. It was like 50. And they were so mad. They're like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's not hot here at winter time. Like they only had their jackets because they flew in. Right. So they were like, it's not hot. I'm like, no, it's not hot. You didn't check the weather. And they're like, oh, I assumed it was going to be hot. (laughs) That's so funny. Did you know like what you were getting into when you met him and started this whole football journey? Well, it's funny because when he started coaching, he used to always say to me when we get in arguments, like you knew what you were getting into. I said, no, I didn't. I was like, I didn't know the coaching schedule at all. And I had zero children. And when you go from the player schedule, which is completely different, I feel sometimes player wives have no idea, like the flip side, like what a coach's wife goes through. Because we had a stint in the NFL. And I remember being, I was part of um, like a Bible study. And I was the only coach's wife. And they all asked, oh, what what are you guys doing during the bye week? And it gets to me, I'm like, nothing? Like, he has to work? And they're like, oh, what? So it was kind of interesting to see how it's a completely different schedule. And I think people don't realize how much coaches coach. Like my husband, when he was moving up the ranks, slept at work most of the time. Like he missed so much. Like my son, he missed so much of it. Like I gave birth and he was like, okay, bye. I'm gone to work. I'm like, okay. Because I gave birth at the end of July and he was like, okay, see ya. So it's tough. 
I guess I haven't even thought about that, that the transition from a player's wife to a coach's wife, that is a big difference. And I think people don't realize that they just think that it's the same. So did you have like a moment where you're like, wow, this is really hard. When my husband, he did the GA route, like we worked our way up. He wasn't an NFL player that was like, oh, you're this big star. Here's your coaching job. We had to work our way up. And when he first started, we were at Oregon State. And he actually then got called to go play again. He left me two months by myself. And I was like, hey, well, this is great. He did do one more season of the NFL. And then we went back. And I was like, okay, you're either you're in or you're not. And he decided he was going to coach. And it took a while, I think. I had a ton of anger about it because I felt like all I did was follow him around. I had a job and a career that people didn't know I had. All of a sudden they just thought like, oh, you're just following him around. Like, no, I, you know, I went to university. I had a job. And with me being Canadian, before we got married, I couldn't just work anywhere. So I, I had to wait till we got married. And then every time I'd get a job offer, we'd move. I was like, yeah, I got offered this job. And then we'd move to a new city. And I think it wasn't until recently, I think since the quarantine where I started to think, I lost the anger about moving because I used to always think I had no say, but every time we moved, I said yes. So it took me to like this year to be like, I said yes. Like I could have said no, like, you know, but I'm not going to, but I was blaming him. But I'm like, wait, I agreed to this. I agreed to come. I agreed to do all this. It's a hard transition. It's a hard job to be part of, but I think finally now I'm in a place now that my kids are older and I'm not like in my own little like mom bubble. I really appreciate the job more and I'm actually like having way more fun with it than I was because it was fun in the beginning because I didn't have any kids. I was like, yeah, football games, that's fun. And then when you have kids, you kind of get isolated because you can't be bringing babies everywhere, I felt like. But I think I'm handling it. It's taken six years. (laughs) No, I'm glad you say that. The bitterness is a real thing and I think that it's very prevalent. That's why we wanted to this podcast is not just because of bitterness, but because there's like this culture shift that needs to happen that we don't have to be this perfect housewife that follows him around and does everything for his career. So with your career, did you have to just put it on pause? I did feel like I sort of lost my identity in the beginning because when I worked in Philly, I, you know, I had all my friends, I had all these jobs and I was known as me, right? And then I started getting introduced as like, oh, Kyle's wife. Like it wasn't like, oh, this is Aaron Kyle's wife. It was like, this is Kyle's wife. So it took a while because I just feel like I wanted to work, but then I couldn't for me personally. And then when I started having kids, I chose not to work because like our kids would see nobody. My husband was working such crazy hours. Like if I'm working and you're working, like what's the point? And luckily, we had his NFL career to fall back on. We didn't make huge bazillion-dollar contracts, but he was fortunate enough to have a career that allowed me to stay home with two kids when he was a GA making nothing. Well, not nothing, but like compared to other jobs. Like he wasn't making enough to really live. We were in California when he was a GA, and we were in at Oregon State when he was a GA, two of the most expensive college places to live ever. So I just decided I'm going to press pause. I'm going to let you chase your dreams now that he's like getting more established and taking off. Well, 2020 was supposed to be my year. I was like, my son's going to be in school. My daughter's going to be in preschool. I'll get back to work. And no. So right now I'm just kind of figuring out what I want to do. Like, do I want to get back in massage? Because with that, I got to take a state exam. I got to do a lot again. But 
I am happy to be a stay-at-home mom right now. It took a bit. Like a lot of people didn't think I had a career. I don't think I had stuff before. So it's weird that my husband's on his second career and I'm like, well, I'm going to start mine again too. So it has been tough, but I, I will eventually volunteer or get back to some sort of working something. I always think that's so funny that people just think that you're like a coach's significant other. That literally happened to me yesterday when I was, I work from home and someone came by and they're like, oh, you work? Uh, Yeah, I work. I don't even have any kids yet. (laughs) And I'm like, what do you think I'm doing? Anyways, I want to go back to like when you were first a mom, you had these kids, these young kids, and he's like, okay, yeah, I'm moving. So talk to me about how like you felt in that moment and like kind of what you did to deal with that. Yeah. So I started every pregnancy in a different place. I gave birth for both kids. So I never had the same doctor, like start my pregnancy and finish it. So that was kind of difficult. And my, with my son's birth, he was there four days and left because he was at USC. So he left to go to training camp and I was like, okay. And we tallied up one time, of course, during like an argument of coaching how much time he'd missed in my son's life. And we came to a total of a year because in the beginning, every time he'd move, he'd go ahead of me for about two, three months because hirings and firings happen in January or December. He'd go ahead. I wouldn't come till March. And with my son, I don't, I don't even remember because I, I was like such a daze. But with my daughter, I remember it. I had to have my sister come in because I had morning sickness. But with that move, you know, some programs will pay for a move or give you money for it. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not packing anything. I packed my stuff. I'd pack my kids stuff and like stuff I didn't want touched. And the rest, I was like, they can handle it. Cause I'm not putting that stress on myself for no good reason. If it's just going to make me like lose my absolute mind. I wasn't super pregnant, but with my daughter, we, I had my son and my daughter and like a cat and we drove. And I was like, I am not going to lose my mind packing boxes pregnant with like a one and a half year old running around. I was like, we're just gonna like let them pack it. And then this last move, luckily our kids haven't been in school. So I've just usually gone as soon as he finds a place. If we ever move again, now it's gonna be tougher. We're gonna be apart longer because I can't just rip them out of school, which I know some people do, which is fine. But like, I would rather finish their school off and then move than like switch in like January, I think. Yeah, we've had several women that have kiddos that have stayed like for the entire rest of the school year from when their significant other gets the job in January. And then they stay there till like June when school's out. So that's a long time. And with his schedule and your schedule, I'm just curious, like on a day to day basis before COVID. So when it was football routine, how was his schedule and your schedule? It kind of depended on where he was in his career. Because when he was a GA, I never saw him really. We always do the Thursday date nights. We were in college. And then in NFL, we did the Friday. It's the same sort of schedule. We didn't really see each other during the GA phase. So we we made sure in July we hung out. But then we were running around making sure we visited all this family every July. It's funny because during COVID, everyone's like, I want to kill my husband. I'm like, actually, we are fantastic because most of our fights were about me not seeing him or like him missing out on stuff. When he was home, I was like, this is awesome. I have an adult to talk to someone to help me with a child, like COVID's been awesome for us personally, but I learned to have zero expectations of when he's going to be home. I booked many vacations and assumed he wasn't coming because I would just get upset when he didn't. So as the years have gone on, I've just had 
it's almost bad to say, but I have zero expectations for when he's going to be home or what he's doing. Because if he gives me a time and then he doesn't come home at that time, I get mad. So now he'll, he'll text me in car. Like he's not at 3 p.m. saying, I'll be home at 5 and then rolls in at 6.30. He'll only text me when he's in the car on his way home. And in college, when the season's done, you start recruiting, everything gets going. We are in the NFL, you get a, if you don't make the Super Bowl. The week off in January, you get a week off in February, March, April, May. So that was different. College, it's almost people think, oh, he gets all this time off. I'm like, no, he's almost off season is worse than the season because I feel in the season, at least I reap the benefits of getting to watch football, seeing what he does, getting to, you know, see the coaches' wives, everyone else. And then the off season when they're recruiting and camps and spring ball, that's harder for me personally because I don't see him as much. I feel like you're speaking to our hearts because we seriously feel the exact same way. And we've talked about this so many times, like you just don't have expectations. And if he's like, I'm coming home, I'm like, yeah, I'll see you in two hours. Yeah. Like we had a wife who said last year she was going to charge her husband for every like minute he like, was going to be late. She's like, I had to end it after two days or he would have owed me like $700. Well, yeah, you can't have any, you have to have zero expectations of when he's going to be home. Cause then it just makes, it makes the fight. I'm like, why even bother? I'll see you when I see you. Even for dinner, I always make him dinner to bring to work the next day. But I'm like, if you're not here, that's fine. We're not waiting on you to eat or we'll be eating like between the hours of seven and 1130. Who knows? That's so funny. When you were like, when you guys first started dating, did you have any like interesting, funny stories with meeting like the wives or significant others of the player side of it? Were they all really welcoming? I never had to deal with that because that's not who I hung out with at games when he was playing because my friends all live there. So I, I was actually hanging out with most of my friends at that. And then when he was with the Titans, I found myself another immigrant, my friend Kat, she's Irish. And like her and I were more the same. Like we were just there to watch football, very casual. Like I feel like the player wives has changed a lot since I was in it. I'm like, man, I, I would not be keeping up. I feel like everything's so fancy now and everyone looks so nice. Like, man, when my hubby played, I would just rolled in like jeans and like one time I had a flask in my boot. <laughs> I would not be fitting in these days. And even, I feel like now I've gotten it together. Like now I'm like, okay, I should probably dress a little nicer for games. But back then, yeah, I never had to do like the weird flip. I did have it with coaching though, because when we first got together, I couldn't go on a trip because I was a girlfriend. My husband asked, like, can she come? And they're like, sorry, we have strict rules. And he's like, hey, got it. And then we finally get married. And I'm like, yeah, sweet, I'm a wife. And then we get to the next school and he's like, oh, you can't come on the wives trip because I'm a GA. I was like, what? <laughs> I couldn't go on that trip. So then finally, when we got to the Saints, they took us on a trip. I got to go. But I had just given birth. So I, my son was five months old. So I had to miss the beginning. It was in Vegas. I had to bring like a breast pump. I was like, this is not how I imagined my first wives trip. Like I, in my head, like fantasized this fantastic thing. And then we went to the next school. I missed the wives trip because I had just given birth again. And then they didn't have it the rest of the years because they... They took the bus, like they didn't have far enough away games to bring us. So I was like, dang it. You talk about how you you guys have both gone back and forth on like how much time he's missed and like you having to deal with that. How did you switch your mental space of like, okay, this is how it is? Yeah, it, it, I think it took me starting to realize like I can do stuff by myself. And when we were with, we were in Indiana with Ball State for three years, which is the longest we've lived in a place, I could go to Canada. So there I kind of started to be like, okay, I just got to learn to do my own stuff. And I call it solo parenting because 
a lot of coaches' wives like to say they're a single mom, but I'm like, personally, that's offensive to actual single moms. I'm like, call it solo parenting. I do it all the time. It took a while because I was very isolated when you first have kids, right? Because you just have a kid and then you, of course, I got pregnant again. I had another kid and I couldn't do all the stuff like the dinners everyone else was doing. And then when we moved here, I think I, I read a book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Like hit a chord, some of the stuff the guy says about like you start to realize what matters. And I take his job seriously, but I don't take myself too seriously. Like on my Instagram, I, you know, mess around, do silly things. Like you can't take it all so like serious or you're going to lose your mind. I'm not the perfect coach's wife where I'm like, I have a tidy house and I like do this. Behind this door is like chaos and I just can't get it together. And that's the kind of coach's wife I am. And I'm just accepting that now that like my life's going to be messy for a few years until my kids get older, but that's fine. And dad's going to miss out on stuff. We've had people think we were divorced because when he can go to stuff, I'm like, I'm not going. You can go to T-ball today. Because I'm like, I'm not going. I want to go like nap. And then finally, I think it was here, T-ball. People were like, oh, I'm like, no, we're married. Yes. (laughs) And then even at my son's preschool, I had to show up for Father's Day and I had to like tell them, I'm like, no, I'm married. Like, yeah, like I'm just showing up for my kid. I just didn't want him to feel bad. I have a husband. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Does your family kind of know anything about the football life? Are they like, when you tell them these stories and stuff, are they just like, what are you doing? Well, like my family thinks my husband's like the greatest thing. It's hilarious. Like my brother's like, well, like thinks my husband's great. But his family, I kind of get shocked because they watched his college career and they went through like that. But they had no idea what the schedule, like when they come to visit, well, same as my family, when they come to visit and people are like, oh, where is he sleeping still? I'm like, no, he's at work. They're like, but it's Sunday. He played yesterday. Yeah. He has to go back to work. Like they literally get zero days off. No, he's coming. I'm like, no, he's not. Like people are so shocked at like the hours he worked and until they come and stay for a bit there though, my mother-in-law was only coming when my husband was off. And I was like, no, you have to have your mom come when you're in season so she can see like what actually happens because he was like oh we have a bye week i'll have my mom come i'm like no (laughs) she's coming so she can see what happens in the time off and now she gets it like my mom still doesn't get it like she still is like wait he's gone i'm like yeah not here like no or even my friends too like they'll try and book a girl's trip like no like that's football scene like i literally can't come they're like well you can miss a game i'm like yeah but i need childcare, and i have to get someone to fly in i can't just like on a whim go somewhere because we don't have family and it takes a while to get a babysitter and get that stuff in a row. I can't just fly off and go somewhere. I do think it's funny every time you move, I've moved a couple times and the women say that the babysitter list is like the prize possession of like all the babysitters numbers. And so the women will be like, well, I'm taking this one for this evening and I'm taking this one. So they all share <laughs> the same list. My rule is I will never share. I, I will never share my babysitter. I did one year. This girl is my neighbor and she's also a football coach. I love her. And then, you know, it was like a one night. Oh, I just need her for one night. I was like, oh yeah, sure. Here's her number. And then we both had to go to a football event and I called her and she's like, oh, I'm busy. And my neighbor took her. So I was like, what? So now I'd rather watch your kids for you. Drop them off at my house because I am not giving you my babysitter's number. I will not. I usually have two and I will not share because you'll never get her back, especially if their kids are better than your kids, right? Or like well-behaved. <laughs> well, besides don't share your babysitter list, which is a very important tip. Are there any other tips for football wives or someone just starting out in this journey? 
just make it what you want to make it. It's changing more as I've been in it, but I feel like some people think there's a standard and like, you have to do this and you have to do it this way and you have to be this kind of wife. The scenes are changing so much now. There's so many working coaches' wives. So they're, you know, they're not going to all the things. You don't have to be at every game. I don't even bring my kids to the game. I bring my daughter because she likes it. And people are like, oh, you don't bring your son to the game? Like, I'm like, no, he doesn't want to go. My husband said he's fine with it until he's eight. But do it however you want to do it and whatever makes you happy. Because if you try and keep up to like some standard of how you think you should do it, you're just going to be constantly frustrated and feel like you're not good enough for what everyone wants you to be. I love it. So real and raw. I love your honesty because sometimes people will just sugarcoat it, but you definitely didn't. And we love that. Yeah. Well, I feel too in football, we have to be okay with saying it's tough because when I say to people, oh my God, like it's so hard. They're like, oh, but you should be grateful for this. I'm like, yes. But in this moment, I am telling you it is hard. So when people tell me like, oh, I had a crap day. I'm like, I feel you. Instead of sometimes people try and be like, oh, but you have this and this and that. No, right now it is hard when I am trying to homeschool a kid, you know, like you can say in a moment, it's hard. Yes, there's great moments in this, but along the way, there's a lot of isolation. There's a lot of, you know, alone time. And if that's not who you are, it's tough. That's such a good point to make because I feel like there is that culture that has been made. I don't know why we have done that over time. I have no idea where you have to attend everything and be happy and uppity and you must be 100% in and you can do that when you get the chance to go there. But there is those people now that are working and they're missing things and I really do think that's okay. And so I, I'm glad you said that. Well, I, I was part of a wine cast once for coaches' wives and a lady had gotten on and she had said, there are two types of coaches' wives, those just married to a coach and those who are coaches' wives. She was implying that you're not considered a coach's wife unless you're baking the cookies, having players over all the time, doing all this stuff. And I got real offended by it, actually. But I just feel like you don't know what another coach's wife is doing. Like we had a coach's wife who went back to school and she's trying to get another career going. So yeah, she's not going to beat everything and that's fine. And you have other ones who maybe, you know, couldn't get a sitter or don't feel comfortable leaving their kids with someone. And that's fine. And I think as coaches, wives, we have to stop judging why someone's not as gung-ho as an ex. Yeah, some wives are, and that's fine. That's how they are. Just like, you know, I'm fine with someone being like that. I just think it's tough when people feel like you're not a coach's wife if you're not everything football. Like, my husband's so great. Football, football, football. Like, it's tough. Have you seen like at your schools that each one that you go to, the standard is different? Well, it was more based on what my husband's title was. And I only had one sort of negative experience with it. And when he was a GA and there, I couldn't go to anything or wasn't invited to anything because he was only a GA. At first I was mad about it, but then we, what we've turned it into is we make sure that we treat our GAs with such respect I don't care if it's a girlfriend. I don't care if they're married, if they're not. We always have them over. We always make sure they feel like part of the group. I always remember how crappy I felt when I wasn't allowed or invited to things and people were talking about it. I got invited to something. One was like, oh, are you coming? And I said, and another girl said, no, she's a GA's wife. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I was just like, awesome. Oh, I'll just stay at home. Don't worry. I don't have a sitter anyways. I don't want to come. So those situations like kind of dunk and I've been super lucky even the NFL we were at with the Saints and my husband he was an assistant O-line coach 
his boss's wife was so nice. Like everyone there was so nice. And then we went on with some of those people to Ball State. And Ball State, because I was finally there three years, it takes me about a year to make friends. <laughs> I'm not everyone's cup of tea, we'll say. So it takes me like a year. And then we kept moving. I'm like, I just made a friend. And then we'd move. So Ball State, I finally found like friends. And I finally found, and there everyone got along. And it was awesome. And even here, when we moved here, I thought everyone was new on the staff. And it turns out it was only me. So it took me a second to get into that groove. But now I feel... I don't know. I think I've been very lucky and have learned, honestly, from some more experienced wives, how to be and how to do and how to include everybody. Because I don't like it when there's, I'm up here because my husband does this and you're down here. You know, I don't like that. I seriously love that perspective. And we always try to talk about that too, because I think it's just something that was developed a really long time ago within this industry and people have just kind of continued it on. But in general, you should never judge people. They, other, everyone's going through their own thing and they have their own thing going on. And as much as we can be inclusive, we should be within this world because we're all in this together. But we really appreciate you talking with us and being open and honest and just giving us the raw version of everything. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's fun. Thank you. And thank you for everyone that's listening. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this interview on More Than a Season podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season underscore Women's Guide for the latest updates. You can also follow our personal Instagram accounts at Ashley M. Kramer and Britt Labby. We would love it if you would download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. Thank you so much. See you next time.